0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening once again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Collateral Creatives, the show where we go and look at not particularly Christian media and find a gospel message or a characteristic of God. I'm Austin Murphy, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Cheyenne Wyatt. Hi. So today we are going to be going through a very, very controversial topic, in all honesty, music videos.
1: Dun, dun, dun!
0: So, music videos, what are they? Where did they come from? Who made them? Why are they a thing? There's so many questions to unravel when it comes to the world of music videos, but the most important one of the Christian perspective is, are they moral and are they okay?
1: Is there even a Christian perspective to be had? Is there,
0: is there anything to be redeemed in music videos? Or is this just the work of of the devil because he was the leader of the choir (laughs) that is a legitimate argument that modern music is bad to listen to because Satan was the leader of the choir so today's episode is going to be a little bit different this time around. Usually we go into the the idea of whatever it is that we're looking at. We summarize it and then we go in and talk about the people behind it. But music videos in general have a lot of origin points. They have a lot of history. So we're just going There's to...
1: There's a lot of different creators. Yeah. It's more nebulous, hard to nail down.
0: Exactly. So we're just going to go into the history of music videos, where they came from, where they started, where they are now. And then we're going to kind of walk through... A good few music videos walk through what makes a good music video good, what makes it okay for a Christian to watch, and what constitutes as a bad music video. So, first and foremost, with the history of music videos, I kind of want to start by asking, what is the earliest music video do you think you've watched? Like, in terms of... And like, this could be popular music. It could just be, like, an old song that you know.
1: I want to say that it was either like a taylor swift one or like the one that i can think of like most clearly like in a moment of time watching when it was popular was call me maybe
0: Uh uh-huh yeah that was (laughs) Um, super popular
1: but that's kind of weird because that's like middle school when those were Like, kind of more of a thing. And I feel like I probably saw music videos before that. Yeah. And just didn't, (laughs) like, register, this is the music video for this song. Yeah. Music videos for Taylor Swift songs and Call Me Maybe. Mm -hmm. I think those ones just, like, left more of an impression of, like, here's the music video for this song. And, like, the imagery from those music videos stuck with me more than Mm -hmm. the music videos that I had like maybe seen in the past for like country songs or something like that yeah my dad listens to a lot of country so
0: Mm -hmm. so I think for me it's kind of funny the earliest music video that I remember watching when I was a kid was the music video that they did for the intro of Lego Ninjago huh The band that made it did a music video. And honestly, I think it's actually one of the better music videos I've seen in my entire life. Because like
1: fascinating. So it's
0: like to get us started on what it is that we're going to be talking about with music videos, I kind of want to put a little bit of a tidbit of what I noticed when I watch the music video nowadays, because I do watch it every now and then. It's a really nice music video. It has the band playing, and they're like in a garage and they're just playing. And it's assumed in the story of the music video that the lead singer is like the dad of this kid that's also in the music video the music video starts and it's a kid in bed and he gets up and like the, the song starts and it's like in the morning and we're getting started and you know ties in really well and the kid puts on like a little ninja suit like a red Lego ninja suit mm-hmm. and just starts playing imaginary games we don't see who he's fighting we don't see what he's like imagining but we see a kid just having a really good time I love that Cause that's straight up what kids do. Like kids will make an entire movie in their head. (laughs) Uh, And what was really funny was that he wasn't wearing the ninja costume at all. He's wearing like a headband and like a towel, but we're seeing what he's imagining that he's wearing. And I love that. Um, Eventually, like after a couple choruses, he breaks through a door and he's in the garage and the band is all there and he just starts jamming with them. It's really good, it's simple, it's clean, and it's just adorable, because it's just a kid having a lot of fun with the imagination that comes from Lego Ninjago. Um, now, when it comes to the oldest music videos that I've ever been, like music videos actually have a lot of history that people do not acknowledge. because this, this stuff goes back to 1894. We didn't have this idea of applying video to music yet. It was you had to, if you were filming something, you had to play a piano to play over it because you couldn't apply both audio and visual to a film. Shout out to one of the first films ever released, which was just a train arriving at the station and all of the goers in the theater freaked out because they thought the train was gonna come through the screen and hit them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: good stuff. Um, But in 1894,
0: uh, these publishers named Edward B. Marks and Joe Stern, they, they hired an electrician named George Thomas uh, and a couple other artists to promote sales of their song they're working on called The Little Lost Child using what they called a magic lantern, otherwise known as a projector. Mm-hmm. They called it a magic lantern, which I thought was...
1: Which fun. is a better name than a projector. I think
0: so, but you know. Like,
1: hey teacher, can you turn on the magic lantern?
0: <laughs> we really need to go in the fantasy direction of calling things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so their idea was that Thomas wanted to project a series of still images on a screen simultaneous with the live performances. Um, So that was popularly called an illustrated song. And that was the origin point of we started applying visual to music, which is exactly what that is. Like music videos is that's all it is. It's just applying something visual to an audio experience. Um, We started getting a little bit more, a little bit more in depth around the 1920s where we started getting things like, uh, Talkies, which were kind of like musical short films. Think like, uh, think Looney Tunes, yeah, Disney. They started working on these things where they had cartoons that are going along with songs. It's so impressive that that technically classifies as a music video. And things started popping up like musical films, uh, those things were like straight up just musicals applied to film, like that technically is also a music video because it's singing and dancing with the music.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the desire was always there. They just didn't necessarily have the technology.
0: Exactly. And prior to the 1980s, we got a couple other little terms here and there like uh, filmed insert, promotional film, promotional clip, promotional video, song video, song clip, film clip. Had a lot of names. But then MTV came around. In the 1980s, Originally, music television, as it called itself, was basically just the start of this whole music video revolution. Uh, Because what MTV would do would be that, you know, popular artists would make something like a song. And they wanted a good way to broadcast this music that wasn't the radio. And they didn't have streaming yet, so they had to figure out another way. Well, TV is really popular. What if we figured out TV? What if we made a whole TV channel? that people could just turn to, and it's music. Everybody's like, well, that's kind of boring. (laughs) It's just going to be a still image, and there's just going to be music playing. No one's going to stick around for that. Like, you're right, you're right. What if we made videos for those? We've been doing that for a long time. Like, that idea's been around for a while. What if we just did that? So we started seeing for a while that it was basically 24 hours a day, music on television, with video playing, It's not that way anymore. Most of the time, MTV is just a glorified radio. You can just turn the channel, and it's just usually a still image showing you (laughs) what song is playing, which is exactly what they didn't want originally. So I don't know what the point of that is, but this is what it was originally. They actually would go in, record these music videos that went with the music, and usually it wasn't anything crazy. Like, think to uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire with September. It's just the band playing. Yeah, it's a bop and it's a really good song and they look like they're having a great time, but they're just dancing with a nice little effect <laughs> on them. Nothing crazy. Yeah, we didn't really start to see really insane music videos until we started telling a story. It was actually the song take on me. Yeah, because what it did was it started telling a story a, a, a performer, the singer pulling in someone else into their world while they're getting chased by the police for some reason. It was simple. It was not very crazy, but it was a start. Music videos just blew up from there. And now everyone's wanting to tell a story. Everyone is wanting to go and make something of their music that gives a visual experience. A lot of the times people start making things that it's like you should watch the music video with the music because it adds to the message.
1: Mm -hmm. It explains what the song is about.
0: Exactly. And so by this point like 1990s 2000s we started getting famous music video directors like that's something incredible incredible because we had famous movie directors who else would be famous there's no one else that can make things that are visual that are really entertaining music video directors it just popped up out of nowhere they're making beautiful stories in less than 5 minutes it's incredible basically the start of short film in a way yeah <laughs> um so you had like people like Chris Cunningham, Michael Gondry, Spike Jonze Floria, Sigismondi, there's a lot of amazing creators that are all creating these beautiful, unique pieces of content that are only playing on TV at the time because we didn't have the internet yet. But then we started getting into 2005 and the present. 2005 and the present is exactly where we are right now, where music videos are streamed everywhere. It started out in Napster with peer-to-peer file sharing, being able to just share video files back and forth. Music videos started getting really popular that way because now they're on the internet. So then YouTube pops in. They're like, hey, if you got a music video, if you have a trailer, if you have anything like that, just upload it here. Everybody's on this site. Everybody is looking at things on this site. Go ahead. Do it. Now they're still doing it. Most popular artists of all time are still uploading their music video to YouTube. It's almost never on TV anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So with that in mind, music videos have surprisingly enough, not changed that much in terms of the art form because from the very beginning, all the way back in those late 1800s years, it was all about adding to the message and translating what you're playing in the music to something visual that helps the listener understand what it is that they're hearing. And I think that the examples that we pulled today, both have examples of excellent ways of portraying this idea where you take a music video and you create something that tells the story better than the song would alone, and some bad examples where basically popular culture has hit music videos and made it more about flaunting what you have, flaunting your body, flaunting the people that you were with. It loses their creativity. Mm -hmm. And it should be noted though, that even bad artists, like artists that make music that Christians should most certainly not listen to, sometimes they can make music videos that are good because sometimes they do have a message. Yeah. We're gonna start going through that list. Uh, It's gonna gonna be a bit, but it's gonna be about the same amount of time that we normally do for an episode. So just keeping that in mind, we're not gonna spend too much time on every music video, but we're gonna try to build a structure on which that we can use to say, what makes a good and bad music video? What makes a music video that a Christian can and can't watch? These are two separate things, to be clear. A bad music video that is good for a Christian to watch and a good music video that a Christian shouldn't watch those things can happen so (laughs) just keeping that clear Uh, to kick us off one of my personal favorite artists of all time zed electronic artists makes really good music very popular these days especially on radio and he made a song called clarity and it was really hard to figure out what the song was about Mm-hmm. because the the lyrics didn't make a lot of sense and the music I mean it's electronic so you're not going to get many lyrics you're mostly going to get the same lyrics and then a drop but the music video explained it perfectly yeah so the music video focuses a lot on the idea of things crashing together two sports cars are shown in it's establishing shots and later crash together and images are shown throughout of objects colliding sparking or otherwise coming together in a violent manner this is to show that the couple in the video are also colliding to the point of crashing and being injured when the cars crash despite the girl fleeing when this occurs presumably because she's scared that they'll end up hurting each other the boy pursues the boy pursues her and they eventually come together again more imagery of things crashing are shown but this time they're mended afterwards the video ends with the couple riding together in the same car showing that they're pulled together so this was good due to its artistry and symbolism The fact that they were able to take this idea the song itself just being why are why aren't you my clarity and the song entirely being based around this idea of just a relationship that's not working out Mm -hmm. that whenever you're hanging out and whenever you're hanging out you're just going at odds you're enemies
1: yeah you're like injuring each other something's wrong but like at the same time, like I kind of need you in my life mm-hmm. and trying to figure out like how that works.
0: And the music video explains those lyrics really well because the lyrics go, if our love is tragedy, then why aren't you my remedy? And it's it's a perfect question to ask, especially since a lot of relationships go through these things where they want to love each other, but they aren't doing it right for some reason, which, you know, if you're practicing a proper Christian relationship, shouldn't be much of a problem but
1: (laughs) yeah well it takes growth like eventually you're going to fight you're going to go through periods of time where you're going to struggle to understand each other and I think maybe that song is coming from that position of we're going through a rough patch but we're supposed to be loving each other and I don't really get how this is working (laughs) right now yeah And the visuals of like being hurt but still wanting to come together yeah, is really, I think, powerful.
0: Now we move on to what I think is an excellent example of storytelling, Mm -hmm. which is ironic because the name of the song is called Story. So NF, many of you know who NF is. Anyone who's a Christian has probably at least heard his name once, maybe even one of his songs. Most recently, in his Clouds album, he had a song called Story, and that's exactly what it is. From start to finish, it's him rapping, but it's a poetic story.
1: It's kind of along the lines of spoken word, almost.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, the music video, strangely enough, is just playing out what he's rapping. It's as if NF is the narrator, and the music video is just following what he's saying exactly to to the the letter.
1: Yeah. So, like, oops! I like knocked over a can, and in the music video, the can rolls.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly, yeah. um, so it's like, oh, my gas tank's on E again, and it's and she's driving up to a gas station. It's yeah. it's beautiful. So everything that happens in the music video matches the words of the song perfectly. A woman wakes up and goes to the gas station early in the morning and gets involved accidentally in a robbery. She's a victim of it, basically, she tries to figure out how to survive it while also helping the cashier and It turns out that her roommate's boyfriend was involved in the robbery robbery and nearly shoots her. Fortunately, the cashier barely saves her, and in the end, everyone except her ends up full of bullets now it's unknown if this has like deeper meanings or if it's straight up just Nate telling a story of something that he personally experienced because he mentions like a first name in it like whenever um the boyfriend is about to execute the character in both the music video and the song, uh, he makes the the boyfriend go, I'm sorry, Aaron. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's something in there. And so music video does a fantastic job of giving a visual, perfect visual, like word for word, to the song, which you don't really see very often. Yeah. And of course, NF, it, I mean, he's just a master of storytelling and music videos. Oftentimes people refer to his music videos as the NF cinematic universe.
1: I mean, yeah, because they're all connected to, in a way, some of them are.
0: Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny. I think in another one of his songs, I think The Search, he goes, man, I don't know if I'm making movies or music videos. And yeah. that's that's a good way to go about it, because music videos can often be a better visual format of storytelling than movies, too. Uh, the next up we got is another EDM artist. This one will catch a few of you off guard because you might be thinking how in the world could this person ever get a music video that actually has meaning? Skrillex. And if you were raised in the time of the early night or the late 90s growing up as a kid in the uh, early 2010s, you know he's a dubstep artist, you know the things that he's created, and you know how much his music was like a big thing in Christian culture. People thought that Skrillex was the was himself the mark of the beast. They thought that his music videos were all about worshipping Satan.
1: That's intense.
0: Skrillex got a lot of flack. And it was mostly because he was emo. Oh. Uh. But, and of course, Skrillex being who he was, he rolled with it. He made jokes about it. And the Christians took it seriously. Oh, okay. So it was pretty funny. But one of the songs that he worked on was a song called Butterflies. Right there in the name is part of the symbolism but the music video itself basically there are no lyrics in the song at all the song is completely electronic it's just a simple beat and a drop there's nothing to it it's really calm actually in terms of electronic music and we're following a a, a girl and she has this group of friends that in the music video they will dance to the music but they're also having a lot of fun just walking around the city in these weird, like, ghost outfits. Like, the, these cloths that are just over their heads with yeah, black I holes for us. Yeah, like,
1: kid got bed sheets and put them over themselves. Yeah, like the... Kinda.
0: Like, uh, Linus from, uh, Peanuts with... His, yeah, uh, yeah. Those like that. sort
1: of vibes.
0: But there's something weird going on in the music video because sometimes the ghosts are real and sometimes they're just the people with the clothes like the cloth over their head. And sometimes the, like the characters will get confused and they'll kind of like push their fingers into the eye of, the, of this person with a cloth over their head and the finger just passes right through. There's nothing to hit. Mm-hmm. It had turned out... Uh, that the way that the music video goes, because it stops midway through to let a scene play out where this girl and a guy and a guy that he that she knows kind of get into an argument over the fact that she isn't responding to his text messages because he's worried about her. So since she's looking out the side of a skyscraper early on, and because of the symbolism behind butterflies, it's presumed that she killed herself in the music video and we're just kind of seeing the ghosts of her friends afterwards who may have also done so. Mhm. So that would tie into why it stopped entirely to have this conversation where a girl and a guy are both arguing over whether or not she's safe and it's it's dark, like it's it's surprisingly dark and it and it doesn't fit well with the song at all cuz like the song kind of has a weird spooky ghost vibe to it in the first place, but it's it's mostly like really hot like upbeat and energetic as opposed to the very slow burn and sad story of a potential suicide but it's still a good music video Mm -hmm. because now it's going deeper into storytelling where it took me a solid two hours to figure out what the meaning of that music video was it took me forever because
1: we discussed it for a while i think you kept bringing it up bringing it yep. up like for a couple of days after it had been released where you were like, oh, do you think it could maybe be this? And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because like
0: it was a really good, music. like that's the thing, the music videos that make me think, I love it. There's just so much to, there's so much that you can do in an abstract format with music videos because you can use the music to make it less abstract. Without the music, it would probably make no sense whatsoever like without sound at all. It would just make no sense. It would just look like a bunch of people dancing and being weird. Yeah. Um, now this isn't to say that Christians haven't taken advantage of the, of the music video sphere though, because we're, there's actually quite a few really good artists that have utilized it. Um, we've got Toby Mack. He made a music video called speak life <clears throat> or a music video to a song called speak life. And, the song itself is about how much negativity has been spread in the world and how Christians need to be a light away from that stuff. And the song's chorus literally goes, Speak life into the deadest, darkest night. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, telling people about Jesus, tell people about the gospel, tell people that things will be fine, compliment them, things like that. Yeah,
1: it's about the power of words.
0: Exactly. And in the music video, there's negative words spoken towards people that weigh them down and make them feel dead with like a crime scene. So it's negative words that are spoken towards the people that weigh them down and make them feel dead. Uh, And it has a lot of imagery with things like the, the crime scene chalk outlines of corpses. And it basically ends up showing that speaking positive words has that reverse effect on it. And it's very simple. It's not complex. It's not too deep. But it perfectly matches the meaning of the song. Just speak life into somebody else's life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's beautiful. And another one on top of that uh, is just, it's lovely, uh, Owl City's Vanilla Twilight
1: the best music video. <laughs> Basically anything Owl City is superior.
0: Of course you're a huge fan of Owl City.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I'm not biased though. <laughs> I'm just saying what is factual.
0: Mhm. <laughs> Basically it's it's Owl City is playing music and he's creating like a beacon of light. Yeah. That is that is broadcasting this music. And a bunch of people look up at the sky and they're reminded of people that they care about uh, because of how beautiful it is. And it makes loneliness feel less intense and less terrible to experience.
1: Yeah, he creates, like, a beacon of light. Um, But there's also, like, this, like, cloud phenomenon thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just like with the loneliness thing because the song focuses on like, I wish you were here type of feelings.
0: Yeah. So the next one that we wanted to go into, this one is really important to touch on, I feel. Uh, Elevation Worship, Graves the Gardens. I think it barely qualifies. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good music. Music is fantastic. It counts as a music video. Yeah. But nothing's happening. There's no storytelling. There's like, when you have a music video, I feel like you should be telling a story. It yeah. shouldn't just be someone, like some purpose behind it. If you can just take the video and remove it entirely and it changes nothing, eh, like.
1: It feels more like a recording of like a live performance.
0: Yeah, and you could have just done that with just publishing on Spotify or just put a still image, it would have had the same exact impact. Maybe seeing people getting all hype about Jesus is great, but you could do that in such a more creative way. Yeah. Um, but there's only one other song that I would, well, two others that I would really want to mention before we get into the really bad stuff. Um, there's some important ones that, that can be mentioned here. And I think one of the most important ones to mention is uh, X ambassadors. They did a song called Hey Child. Really good song. Sounds amazing. And the music video is the lead singer of Anx Ambassadors standing in the street. That's it. He's
1: singing yeah. the song. And you get to see him from a couple different angles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fascinating.
0: So So impressive. So interesting. Where's the creativity, though? You might be asking yourself, esteemed viewer. <laughs> Very good question. I'm glad that you asked. I'll tell you. You see at the end, there's text, he's communicating to someone (laughs) in the music video and it's not, it's not certain who he's talking to, but that's, it's kind of beautiful in the way because that would mean that whoever he's writing that music, that that specific music video for, he knows that person's going to watch. Yeah. So... A
1: lot of the people in the comments were saying that it's like one of the old band members mm-hmm. or something along those lines that the message was for.
0: Yeah. And it just... It's interesting because it puts the mu- it puts the singer alone in the street. There's no one else around him. And then at the end, he's just staring at the screen while there's just text flashing by talking about how much he wishes he could see someone again.
1: Yeah. It's a very personal thing. And I mm-hmm. think that's why it just has him singing and nothing else exactly and i think you see that in other music videos where the song is really personal Mm -hmm. it only shows the singer
0: yeah and now we're, we're gonna do one more before we get into the stuff that we really think is obvious that you shouldn't watch and you won't get anything out of it except for the wrong thing uh, Daft Punk with their movie. It was straight up a movie called Interstellar 5555, and it is a music video based on their album uh, Discovery, and that's the album that had Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, uh, all of those types of st- types of tracks. It's beautiful. It's just a f- it's a full length film made out of the songs that were in the album. And it's taking the, this band called the Creshen dolls, which have a song in the album, on a journey through the, the entirety of the Discovery album, displaying a potential fear that Daft Punk had been dealing with at the time, where it takes their joy from their performances for, so that they can change for new audiences, despite their disinterest in changing. Because the, the, the band, the Creshen dolls, are aliens, and they're playing for an alien band but then other aliens randomly just bash in and kidnap the Christian dolls, make them look human, and then deposit them on Earth so that they can make popular music for humanity. And it takes like a hero and a lot of work to make them remember who they were and then return to their concerts in space. (laughs) It's really, it's a simple story when you summarize it like that, but it is incredible that they were able to take the songs that they made for the album, likely not even with the idea of making a film in mind, handing it off to a Japanese anime studio and then just making a movie. It was absolutely impressive and gorgeous and I I absolutely love it. But now we got to get into the... uh, Let's say, uh... uh
1: if you're ones?
0: God is sad <laughs> ones.
1: Uh. <laughs> ah.
0: Um, so it should be noted, we do not recommend going and finding these music videos. We didn't even watch them. <laughs> like, we didn't watch... We are
1: just aware of them. <laughs>
0: we are aware of them, and I've seen some frames from some of, some of them. One of them I know I watched because I didn't know any better until I saw a specific scene and then I turned off the music video. <laughs> I'll start off with that one to make it clear. It was Lil Nas X with his song Industry Baby, which I have no idea what the story of the music video is because it's Lil Nas and his and his friend that was starring in the music, at like the song in general, Jack Harlow in a prison that's it I think they break out at some point but I don't know what the point is um, it might have something to do with Lil Nas breaking out of the things that he felt was holding him down at the time because people were all shocked that he was gay but Lil Nas does this thing where his goal is to anger Christian audiences like he get he gets joy out of angering Christians basically and Christians fall for it all the time I, I think that Christians fall for people angering them pretty easily it's, it's kind of disappointing sometimes but basically there's a scene in the music video where it's just a bunch of naked dudes dancing and it's not appealing it's just not learning anything you're not doing anything creative you're just you just have naked people on screen and that's it there's really nothing to it there was no point in doing it i'm fairly certain it was just to anger the Mm -hmm. audiences um now there there are some more purposes behind some of these things, but I think the, I'm going to go into the next one that I feel has no purpose in having a naked version because there's two versions of this music video. There's one where the girls are clothed, and one where the girl is com- the girls are completely unclothed, like nothing on them at all. Uh, Robin Thicke's blurred lines with Pharrell and T.J. or Pharrell and T.I. No idea what the what the music video is about. The song is just about basically the the singers just being able to get women and the music video is just women strolling around completely topless Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's there's no point (laughs) there's no story there's no creativity it's just three dudes in a suit with women walking around whoop-de-doo like there's (laughs) nothing you're gonna get out of that whether or not you're a Christian yay women yay (laughs) women Yeah, it's basically just a music video. for. The, it, it's a music video with naked women for the sake of having naked women. There's nothing impressive about, about it. Even in the original version where the women are clothed, there's still just attractive women walking around men doing weird things. It's it's not impressive. It's honestly like from a creator's... Lack for,
1: of storytelling. From a creative
0: perspective, it is utterly dull, and I, I'm not a fan of it at all. But then we get into the things that at least have a story, question mark. Kind of, not really. I mean, I'm going to go into the first one that I don't think has any story to it whatsoever. Pitbull's Timber. Everyone knows this song. Everyone has heard of it. Everyone knows Mr. Worldwide. You know, they they all know about this guy and his music. Um, But it's... I think the best way that we could summarize it is is in our little note here. In a saloon setting, Kesha and a bunch of other women showing a lot of skin, dance, and pose while drinking and other partying occurs with a vague country aesthetic throughout. Um, It's not impressive. It's just more dancing women. Dancing dude is excited about dancing women. There's
1: alcohol.
0: There's (laughs) alcohol. And there's just... They're just singing. And the song itself is all about sex too. So like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's not good for Christians to listen to, and it's not good for Christians to look at the music video. So
1: that there's cute animals?
0: There is a swimming pig. Yeah. Yeah, there is a swimming pig in that one, which I was I was cool with. I liked that. Yeah.
1: Although questionable to put a pig in the ocean.
0: I mean, he'd probably survive. <laughs> we don't know the sharks like bacon. <laughs> what I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: please keep that in
0: (laughs) (laughs) lastly I want to go into the one that I feel like has the most story going on but still is just don't watch it first of all I want to I want to make it clear I despise this artist I do not like this artist in the slightest I really wish that she would leave the industry I'm going to make it perfectly honest and perfectly brutal in, in every way, shape, or form, because I really don't like that she's in this industry. Doja Cat. Dear Lord, I don't like her music. Oh my gosh, it is such a waste of time. I I can't do it. I I cannot. I don't understand how there are, there are Christians that listen to Doja Cat. No clue. No idea. I don't know how you read the Bible and then listen to that music feeling okay about it. I don't understand. Basically, in her song, Need to Know, I don't know what the song is about. I don't listen to it. I don't know what the music video is either. It's just a bunch of women, including Doja Cat, wearing stripper outfits, going to a strip club, being the strippers, and then drinking alcohol and seducing men. I don't know what the point is. It's in a cyberpunk reality. That's cool. Cyberpunk is a pretty cool fictional... Place in time, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, there's no point. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's the music videos that are just here's Some sexy women, enjoy. I hate it. What is the point? There's no it, like. If you're going to put a attractive woman in a music video, make there be, be a, respectful. A, be a point. Like add a point to it. Because like there are music videos that have done that where they put an attractive woman in for an a, for a purpose. Yeah. Like. You've got, you've got, what was it? There was one song, I don't remember what the song was, but there was some music video where there was a girl that was singing about how much that physical beauty is not the only characteristic of who you are. And it had like a bunch of women taking off their makeup.
1: Oh, is it You Don't Have to Try So Hard? I think so. By like Kelly Clarkson, I think. I, I believe so. I think it's by kelly clarkson
0: and they just take off their makeup and they go from like these women that look like models with like this really these really nice outfits that look all you know traditionally sexy and attractive to wearing underwhelming clothes and no makeup and just showing natural beauty which of course if you're a christian you completely you completely love and appreciate that natural beauty especially since we're trying to uplift like sisters in Christ, like we don't want them to feel as if they need to change how they look to appeal to both other women and the the men around them Mm -hmm. Uh, and men the same way with how, how men don't need to push themselves to look like Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine. They don't need to, be this perfect example of masculinity. Yeah. There's just acceptance and the music video does a fantastic job of forcing viewers to see what acceptance looks like so that they can practice it later.
1: Yeah and I think there is a difference between being provocative for the sake of being provocative or or being provocative for the sake of the message of the music video like um, there's the song by uh, Flora Hash, I believe it is, Mm -hmm. um, called Soulmate, that um, music video is about this uh, biracial couple. Mm -hmm. And most of the music video is set during like 60s-ish, like 50s or 60s, when like segregation and stuff would have been a really big factor in a biracial relationship. Yep. And so really go watch that music video because it's really, really good. Um, With how things currently are in our political climate, the way that they set it up could potentially be really provocative Mm -hmm. like from a political aspect. But that's like needed Mm -hmm. for the way that they do that music video. Like if they backed away from the topic of race it would lose the impact of the story that they're trying to tell Mm -hmm. but there's probably music videos out there that have something provocative from the race category that are just doing that to make people angry Yeah, and that's not okay
0: Mm -hmm. I actually I have one more example, personal example I don't have this one written down I I don't okay. So on the topic of using music videos for an important political message or an important let's say message on racial division, I don't recommend that anyone listens to this music unless they are okay with hearing very real terms and very real messages, because this song doesn't have anything necessarily like trying to say something that would make you feel unwell or un, unsafe. It's more just, it's not afraid to use these words. There's a rapper named Joyner Lucas. I don't listen to him very often. I don't listen to him almost at all. I only listen to one song and it's his song, I'm not racist. The music video is beautiful. Joyner is the only voice you hear, but there's a white guy and a black guy sitting at a table and there's two pillars next to that table forming a line between them. And Joyner raps the entire song first from the white perspective, and then the black perspective. And the songs, like the the verse, the verses always end with the same line. This is the perspective of my story and I wish that you knew mine. And the, this, the, the music video, the song, it's it's so beautiful in the way that it's trying to say that there are the people out there that have a problem with a certain type of person they aren't taking into account what the other person's story is. They aren't taking into account what they're seeing. So he's basically calling out on both sides of the equation, both white and black for assuming horrible things about each other without taking into account where those grounds are. And he calls them out like hardcore. He even has like the white he has the white character say a hard R N word. He says it himself and he has, he has this, he has like a lot of stuff that uh, I can't explain it very well on the the air but basically if you are okay with getting challenged a little bit and hearing something that might feel a little sharp to your ears I recommend it only to see what we're talking about here with the usage of music videos in a way that allows you to hear messages that you wouldn't be able to hear otherwise
1: Mm -hmm, because you're also seeing them
0: exactly so it's it's a very important thing. It's a difficult thing, and I don't think it's for everybody. So that's why I'm saying if you feel comfortable with it, because there are the people that are like, I just don't want any amount of hate. I don't want any amount of swearing. I don't want any amount of any of that in my life. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, There's plenty of music videos for you.
1: We talked about it last episode where it's you have to have discernment. like What can you personally handle?
0: Exactly, and it applies here. It applies to pretty much this entire series. While we are trying our best to find gospel messages and characteristics of God in modern media, we know that that won't apply to everyone. So if you've been following along this long and you've learned something and you might have even started branching out into other forms of media to see where you can find God, congratulations. I'm happy that we've been able to help you. But for those of you that haven't made any changes and you're just listening to this show as a way to see what our perspectives are, we also appreciate that. We're, we're happy that you're able to, to listen and see what our perspectives are. And then maybe we'll get to hear from you again uh, because, of course, we have that Google form that you can just set up and fill out and we'll see your questions, we'll see your comments and we can even comment to them. So anyway, do you have any final comments for us on this topic of music videos in modern media?
1: No, I think that's all just like keeping in mind that sometimes stuff won't make sense and sometimes stuff will have like really impactful messages if you just look for it and that might be politics or relationships or whatever um and a lot of the time that'll point back to god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: well we thank you for listening to yet another episode of collateral creatives next week we're going to be going into japanese animation otherwise called anime hey. And uh, you should see the wide smile on Cheyenne's (laughs) face when when we say that. We're going to be going pretty deep onto that one. So prepare for next week. You're going to need to mentally prepare for this one. There's going to be a lot of deep (laughs) dives and a lot of comparisons. So we hope you enjoy that episode. But for now, we'll be waiting for you to stop by next week. And we will see you then.
1: See you. Bye.